Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the very first Happy Mama Movement podcast with me, Amy Taylor-Kabaz. I am so excited to bring you this brand new podcast. Over the last 18 months, I have been making podcasts for mamas around the world, mamas who want to connect with themselves, who want to hear about how motherhood is affecting them, their lives, their inner world, who they are now that they're mamas, and I have absolutely loved doing it. I still get messages almost every other day from a mama telling me that they've just listened to an interview or just listened to a podcast that I created and burst into tears. Or they listen while they walk around and around and around their neighbourhood pushing their pram. Or they listen once the kids are finally asleep or finally dropped off at school and it's exactly what they needed to hear. And I hope that this new podcast will continue doing that for you and for everyone who listens. My intention is to create a space where we talk about motherhood in a different way. This isn't about how we raise our kids, whether we breastfeed or co-sleep or homeschool. This is about you, the woman. What happens to you when you become a mama? How you can ensure that you are the woman that you want to be. How to make sure that the noise and the busyness and the day-to-day struggles of modern motherhood doesn't drown out your inner voice. We never, ever want to get to the end of this journey of motherhood to send our kids off to school or to watch them walk through those school gates for the first time and think to ourselves, I've missed it. I missed it. I missed the moments I've been so busy doing that I haven't been there. I haven't been present. I wish I could change it. I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I knew who I was. So these interviews are all about the woman. These interviews are with experts, inspiring mamas, everyday mamas, authors, everyone I can think of that I believe can bring us a special message about how we can look after ourselves and connect to ourselves while we raise our children. And it was an absolute clear decision for me on who I would like to have for the very first episode. Sarah Wilder is, for many Australians and mamas around the world, one of the most creative creatures She is a beautiful soul of creativity and she's a mama and she's recently a Hay House published author. Her book, when I first saw it, was obviously the best choice for me to choose for this first podcast because it helps us as women connect with the creative side of ourselves by colouring, by focusing on mandalas, by connecting with that spirit inside, but also just by carving out some space and time to give this to ourselves. That's how we can start on this journey. And Sarah has been through 
like so many of us, some really interesting challenges as a mother and how she's navigated that to still build a business, to be creative, to really figure out who she is, is truly inspiring. So beautiful mama, welcome to the very first Happy Mama Movement podcast with Sarah Wilder. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Okay, so Sarah, take us back before you became a mama? I guess throughout high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. Um, I grew up in a very creative family, so both my parents were artists. So I guess that's why that's sort of showing through in my life too. Um, and so my, my parents were commercial artists, so that's, that's what they did before graphic design, essentially. So they, um, you know, we had a home studio and they'd always be making um, like logos and brochures and all sorts of promotional material and and beautiful artwork for other businesses. Um, so I grew up kind of understanding that you could make money off your creativity and that sort of um, really excited me as a child to see such beautiful things, um, you know, being able to make such beautiful things every day um, and support a family. So throughout high school, I sort of, um, as a lot of, you know, young females tend to lean towards, um, I was very interested in fashion and fashion design. Um, so I kind of dabbled in a bit of clothing production and tried to get into study fashion design in university after I left high school. Um, and I tried for years to get somewhere with it and I just kept getting lots of roadblocks. I wasn't accepted because you have to have a portfolio, but then I was like, but I haven't started yet really like I'm just dabbling so it was kind of like this really weird system where you kind of already had to be a fashion designer to then study fashion design um so I ended up working in the industry and taking a different angle so I I started working for a haberdashery wholesaler so we actually worked with the designers in supplying all their trims and buttons and zips and fabrics and stuff. Um, so I learned all about wholesale and um, product development and um, office management and that type of thing um, in my 20s. So I worked in the industry for, I'd say, seven or eight years. Um, I moved to Sydney and I found myself in 2012 working in a sales rep job selling fashion fabrics to some really amazing designers at um, really inspired me. But I felt very out of alignment by that stage. I just felt like whatever that journey was, was done. There was no more that I could explore. I had started a business on the side, um, making my own things, my own accessories out of fabrics and things that I was exposed to in my job. 
and I did that business for three years as well as working full-time in the industry and I just kind of found myself quite burnt out and not really getting anywhere. I think the business that I created was great and it actually had a really beautiful following and um, people, you know, the things I was making was well-received but everything I earned in that business went back into the business so three years down the track it still wasn't making money essentially. It wasn't a profitable business model. So I kind of had this realisation that everything had to stop and I had to start again because it just wasn't going anywhere and I couldn't keep up with that momentum. Um, And in that time, I fell pregnant and I had been newly engaged, so we were actually planning a wedding and um, we... I was actually working in a maternity leave position at the time, so that was quite ironic. Um, So I was taking a spot for a woman who had just fallen pregnant and and left to have her baby, and then I fell pregnant within a couple of months of taking her position. And as the universe always knows, it was just a perfect tag-in, tag-out situation because I was due, due in November and my position ended in October. And she came back to her job and I went to have my baby. So I took that as one of those periods where it was like, this is your chance. This is the way that you're going to get out of all this clean slate. Like it's a a fantastic excuse to not be working and and working on yourself and regrouping and to stop the business and all that kind of thing. So I didn't have that kind of guilt or pressure like I had to still, you know, be contributing financially or working or or show up for this business. Um, you know, I didn't feel like it was a good enough reason just because I didn't want to do it anymore or whatever. So it was a perfect chance for me to then start getting back to myself, stripping everything back. Um, and I guess, you know, as stereotypical as it is, like he, when I had, when I gave birth to him, I rebirthed myself as well. So it was, literally like everything stopped. It was an end of a you know, big cycle of my life where I was chasing something that was no longer fulfilling me and I would completely ticked all the boxes that I wanted to tick in that sense. Um, and, yeah, and then that's when I, you know, throughout that year, of course, as a person who just doesn't know how to stop, um, was already thinking of the next thing that I was going to be doing. How so old were the, you? Yeah, because yeah. it sounds like, you really were quite wise to see that mm. that cycle was closing and yeah. that it was time for you to look within and use this totally. time to reflect. Did you actually know that at the time or is that hindsight now? No, I think I knew it. Like, I guess um, me as a person, I've always been wise beyond my years. Like, I had to grow up very fast. I've experienced a lot in my short life. I lost my father in my early 20s. Um, so, there's a lot of things that I had experienced by that age to know what was happening. And, and also I was quite a, always been like quite a spiritual person um, and, you know, obviously dabbled in new age things throughout my life too. My mum was quite, um, you know, my mum and I would sit and read tarot and stuff when I was in high school um, just to get clarity on what was going on in our lives and all that kind of thing, just for fun. So it was something that I had an awareness of, but I just hadn't really integrated into my life too much um but yeah like I said like I had experienced quite a lot by this stage and had an awareness that this must be 
like this is bigger than me, whatever this is, and just have to like surrender to the situation because far too many things align for me to not notice them and to ignore them um, at that stage. So, yeah, I think I was 20, 26. Mm, wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and what was the reality of motherhood like? Oh, man. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I, because I, I guess I was, I mean, it's not young in a sense compared to like, um, you know, past generations where they had kids in their very early 20s and that kind of thing. But I felt very, like I was still a kid having a kid, even though I was 26, almost 27. And so I learned stuff very fast and very hard. And just the whole like really having to give up yourself to somebody else. Um, you know, we kind of live in a very selfish way these days. You know, you it's all about what you want to do and who you want to be and, and where you want to be. And, and having to give all that up for this beautiful little person is, is a challenge when you're a go-getter and when you want to be doing things and especially um, – for me, I I was pretty much the only person in my circle of friends who was at anywhere near that stage of life. So all my girlfriends were still single and hadn't really found their first love yet. So it was really, um, really out of alignment in my tribe sense. Mm. So, um, and, it, and it didn't help that I actually lived away because my partner was in the army. So we were basically on our own. Um, traveling to different places in Australia, you know, every year or whatever. Um, so at the time we were in Sydney and, and that's not where we're based. We're based in Brisbane. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, becoming a new mother in a, in a town that I'd only just been living in for the last year or so um, with not really any family to support me, uh, my partner working a lot and having to work away. So really was on my own for quite a period there and learning it all on my own. Um so, you know, it wasn't the easiest time, but it honestly, like, it did change my life and it, it made me the person I am today. And obviously, I'm very grateful for that because I'm a very strong person now for it. Um, and you yeah. said something earlier, which is what I say all the time, which is when we give birth, we also give birth yeah. to ourselves. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's funny enough, like, in with my business now, I actually have a product um, called the rebirth mandala and that sort of exactly it encompasses that feeling so it's like um, you become you see a side you meet a side of yourself you've never known and it's like you have this whole parallel person like to who you are there's there's you and then there's the mother version of you and she is fierce and she knows her shit and she just has all these instinctive amazing qualities that you've never even knew you had and so she's a very inspiring side of yourself. Um, and it was just cool to see her. So it was basically like the birth of her, um, you know, that side of your persona or your spirit. So talk to um, us about mandalas because I totally yeah. agree with your description of what happens when we give birth. Yeah. We do have yeah. this beautiful fierce side of ourselves that yeah. comes out, that mama earth side. Mm, mm. But a lot of yeah. women out there don't feel connected to that perhaps they haven't taken the time to realise that it's there mm. or that, that they felt so overwhelmed and guilty and like yeah. they were screwing it all up that they can't yep. connect with that wise woman inside. So yeah. creatively speaking and everything that you do now, how mm -hmm. do you help other women connect to that fierce woman? 
Um, I think I just, it's about accepting who you are and what you believe is your truth. So like for me in those early days, like before children, I had very different views on how I would raise my child and how I would parent and that kind of thing. I didn't think I would be, um, you know, a breastfeeding earth mama, you know, co-sleeping, amazing, you know, like attachment parent. Like that was never a thing that was on my radar and I would roll my eyes at that. But when I had him, it's like all this stuff just was like, you know what, that feels so right. That feels so right to be that person and that's exactly who I need to be right now. And so you do struggle with this whole, well, society tells me my baby shouldn't be in my bed with me because of SIDS and, you know, what if you roll over them and all that kind of thing. But my my gut and my whole being was like, absolutely not. You know what to do here. This is normal. This this is right for you and your baby. And so I think for me now, it's about teaching other women that to trust themselves more and to just turn off all that exterior noise because there's always going to be someone telling you what to do. But you know what? That's them projecting their shit onto you and it's not actually you and it doesn't have to be you. So, and and that's their experience. They're putting their experience or their knowledge or their understanding of something that necessarily isn't right for you. It's it's right for them and that's how they should lead their life, but stay out of yours. <laughs> so Beautiful. I think, yeah, I think in the early days I really um, – and it was it was actually thanks to uh, an online community that I really owned that side of myself. So, you know, I went into this space not really knowing what I was doing and learning all this shit and having so many questions. I had so many questions. Like, how do you do all these things that everyone just seems to know how to do but nobody talks about it? Mm. And, and I got added to this beautiful um, mother's group online and very quickly – just listening to the most, you know, amazing advice and really inspiring and respectful women and supportive. And it was just like this amazing tribe of women who came together to help you raise your baby. And from, you know, obviously we didn't meet each other in person, but it felt very like I was very supported. And I just sort of realized this is exactly where I need to be. And these women are holding space for me to become this amazing mother who's confident in her you know, choices and whatever. And then I just didn't need to ask other people who weren't necessarily had my best interest or were actually going to hear me. Um, so, yeah, I think it's super important to find your tribe and and keep shopping around until you do mm. um, and not take anything else on board and, and listen to you and trust yourself more. And, you know, that's all that we can do. I totally mm. agree. And I do yeah. think that when you find that circle of women around you, mm. you do mm. find that strength to trust yourself. Totally. Um, totally. Yeah, totally. they well, come hand in hand. They? Yeah, they're mirrors because you hear them, you know, I'd, it wouldn't even involve me, but it was just cool to read like, you know, one woman's question and then all the answers and I'd be like, wow, this feels good. This is exactly, I agree with everything that's just happened here. <laughs> you guys are my people. And you know, that would continuously happen and that just builds you up, builds you up, builds you up to the place where like, I am the same as these women and where have you been all my life? You know, if I had this, if I didn't have this and I 
ask you know my single friends for advice, they would have a completely different view on the situation. And even though I love them and respect them as people, they have no idea mm-hmm. really until they are there and in the same you know place as me. So, um, so yeah, that, I think that is like hands down one of the most important things you can do as a mother is to find your tribe. Love it. Mm. I want to talk to you a little bit, Sarah, about creativity because a yeah. big part of the Happy Mama movement is trying to connect back with this creativity that we all have, mm. especially as women, that yeah. in that intensity of early motherhood, we're mm. just in survival mode and we don't connect yeah. with that very much anymore. Now, yeah. within your beautiful colouring book, the Spirit Animal Colouring Book, which has been released by Hay House, mm-hmm. you talk I guess, a lot about connecting with your spirit through creativity, carving yep. out some space where you can just be in that meditative yep. state. Yeah. What does creativity, especially for women in that stage of motherhood, mean to you? Creativity is something that we are constantly in. So we are in a constant state of creation. We are creating our life. We are creating the babies. We are creating whatever it is that we put our attention to essentially so obviously in those um, early days you're creating your bond with your child and you're create you obviously create the child first too so that takes a lot of energy and and all your focus um, but you're creating your bond you're creating the rhythm you're creating all the beautiful things to set your foundation with this new person in your life and then then there comes a time where you find space and you feel space appearing in your life. So it might be that finally you've got a rhythm with your sleep and you've created that beautiful rhythm together and you have, you know, an hour or two a day of space. And for me, and this is what I would always tell any new mum, is to absolutely not fill that space with other shit like cleaning the house or doing all the boring stuff that you're expected to do. Um, from other people and is to create something and it could just be if you love cooking obviously you could create food which is exactly what I did I think the first um, there was a good six months there when when my son was yeah around six months old that all I wanted to do was just make beautiful food for him and for myself and you know to nourish us both and so I had so much fun in the kitchen for the first time in my entire life I really got into it and I studied all this new, you know, I learned so much about nutrition and health and I was at my absolute prime. I should have been completely sleep deprived and, and sad and, and stressed, but, you know, like a lot of new mums are, but I was in the zone because I had made, I had made the space and filled it with creating stuff that lit me up. Um, and a flow and effect from that was, Obviously, you know, I was sleeping well and eating better and had this beautiful rhythm and and then it created more space for me to then put my, um, you know, artistic hat back on and so I'd start painting again or start working on my business more and learning and creating this business model that I'd come up with um, during my pregnancy. So I kind of put it on hold and I thought, you know, there will come a time in my life where I will revisit this and then we'll pick it back up. And it kind of just, you know, I just put it on the shelf and said, you know, I'll know when the time's right to come back to this. There's no pressure. And not yet, and it's very important not to put pressure on yourself because you just don't know how your time's going to be spent and what you're going to need at the time. So um, 
So, yeah, it's about tiny little spaces and filling them with things that light you up and make you feel good and and get your creative juices and your feminine juices flowing, you know. Like you have to be very assertive at times and be in your masculine a lot with, you know, parenting. Um, It's really important to balance it, which is something I've learned. Um, it really yeah. is, isn't it? I think that's mm. the ultimate challenge is that yeah. women of our generation, we were so brought up with masculine energy that we needed to mm. take on the world. We needed to climb mm-hmm. the ladder. We needed to fight mm-hmm. our way through a men's world. Yeah. And then along comes mama- mamahood, which mm-hmm. is the ultimate feminine energy. And yeah. it's actually a very new thing for most of us to be okay with just creating in the kitchen. Mm to be okay with going slow, with lying down with our baby, with mm-hmm. our whole to-do list today is I will just be a mum. Yeah. I know for me that was like, but I can't just do that today. Mm-hmm. There has to be something else. Surely mm-hmm. I have to work on something else. Yeah, it's such a big, beautiful opportunity to connect with a different part of ourselves. It is. And it's funny now, like now that I actually do spend way more time in my masculine again, just running a business and having my child a bit older and stuff. So there's none of that beautiful, like lie down, feminine, you know, nurturing bliss. It's like you're a four-year-old, we've got to be out doing things. And, you know, Mm. (laughs) it's it's not all that beautiful, soft stuff anymore. Um, It's really, I really miss it. And I realize now how special and how, um, how rewarding having that in your life and creating and having you know creating the space to have that in your life is, and I really do miss it. And I and I would never expect like you know looking at other women and how how they um, choose to lead their lives. Like I just love I love and support my mama friends who are just mumming. I like and it's not you know just mumming, but they get they're in their feminine, and it's so important because. You don't get to be there very long in the, in the, in, you know, when you look at your full life, that little period of your life is so sacred because you get to spend so much more time in your feminine energy. And that's who we are. Like that's our default. That should be our default. It should be. Um, That's right. And so be there, be there as long and stay there as long as you can because it's so important and it really fills you up. It really fills your cup and, and really, creates the balance because if you spend your whole life wishing it away or or pushing it away you'll get to a stage where you'll go wow (laughs) if I had that time again I would do this and I don't really ever want to you know look back and regret things like that but I do really put that place and that time in my life on a high pedestal because it was so special and it felt so good Mm, I agree. And yes, there's all the hard parts, the sleep deprivation and the uncertainty and whatever. But when you look back at it, there's a special energy about that. Mm. And so many of us just tried to rush through it. Yeah. Yeah, great. I don't don't even remember that part anymore. Like all Mm -hmm. I remember is the good stuff. And I think that like when you're there, you absolutely don't remember the good stuff. But when you come out of it, you, that's all you see. Oh, exactly. Um, that's why I've had three. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why we go back. <laughs> that's right. Beautiful, Sarah. I just love the way that you're bringing in the feminine and the creative. It's exactly mm. what the type of thing that this is all yeah. about. And now for the final Happy Mama questions, the real insights into how motherhood changes us. So first of all, 
What has mamahood taught you about yourself? It's taught me that I am capable of far more than I ever gave myself credit for. <laughs> like sometimes, and I've actually had the question over the years since becoming a mum is, how the hell do you do all that? Or how have you done that? Or how did you get here? Or, you know, whatever it is. And it's true. Like, I don't know, but it just shows how powerful you can can be and how useful, um, how much, how resourceful you can be with your time. Um, because I, I often tell a lot of like friends and other business associates and stuff, when when you're not a parent, you really don't value time very much. <laughs> like you kind of wish it away and you sleep it away and you, you know, watch TV all day and you know, it just like kind of disappears and you don't really, you, and you still say you don't have enough time. But then when you become a parent, you go, holy crap, I have one hour, one hour to do all the things I want to do today, whatever it is. And it's amazing what you can achieve in that hour. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I was the most productive I've ever been in that first year of my son's life. And, yeah, it, it's amazing what you can achieve. So, yeah, I, I don't think I ever really gave myself credit for, you know, what my actual abilities would be <laughs> with all that pressure. But, yeah. Oh, such a beautiful <laughs> answer. I totally yeah. agree. Bef- uh, you know, the weekends before you become a parent, yeah. they just stretch into nothingness, reruns yeah. of Seinfeld. and yeah. sleeping until 11. Like, yeah. Like that. And you're yeah. always late for everything and everything always was never late. done yeah. because there was no, as you said, there was no value mm-hmm. within your time. It wasn't mm-hmm. an hour wasn't this amazing commodity that we needed to no. use the best we could. Such no. a good answer. I love it. Yeah. Thanks. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before you start mm-hmm. this mamahood journey, what would it be? Value your time. No. <laughs> um, I would say just to enjoy living in the now more. So you kind of, you know, in those stages of your life, so obviously when you, you know, you get engaged and then you're just always looking forward to the wedding and married life and then having the babies and getting the big house and all that stuff. And I just think you kind of waste the now when you live so far forward in the future. And I think that's sort of what, you know, a lot of people do. They go, when I have that job, I'll build this. And when I get the house, I'll be able to live my lifestyle like this. And it's kind of like, well, that's not even going to be a thing. So how about you just be here now and feel, do something now that's contributing to that and making you feel good. And regardless of all the external things. So I think, yeah, that's what I would tell myself is just to enjoy the time, the present way more. And practically, how do you do that now? Like what have your, what are your mindfulness tips or uh, how do you bring that awareness into your life? Just stop overthinking and stop, um, yeah, stop worrying. Just stop worrying in general. Like, you know, I really tend to run my business like what are we having to do this week or today as opposed to looking forward in six months' time and planning for that. And I know I know, like any real business person would look at that and be like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not a great way to run a business, but that's how I have to do it because I have to be here now and what can I do today that's going to, um, you know, just 
bring bring that spark back if I'm not feeling it or you know what what do I need today to make me get back in alignment with myself so it might just be well you know what it's not actually working it's go for a walk or go to the dance class or take your son out and buy ice cream or whatever so um so yeah it's more about listening to what I need right this second and what can um what can cause a shift right now too instead of getting too focused on oh, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill next month. It's like, well, you can't do anything about it. Like, it's going to eventuate and you will eventually get through it and you have to trust yourself that you can do that because you're a powerful person and you've always done it. You've always worked out. So why is this any different? <laughs> so just enjoy today. That is one of the best questions I've heard. What do I need to do today to get back yeah. in alignment? Yeah. That is the question that we could all be asking mm. ourselves every day. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. And finally, what does being a happy mama mean to you? Well, it kind of ties into that, I guess, is about um, living in alignment with your values and your desires and to trust that you're enough even when you're not in complete alignment. So even though, you know, I don't have any money in the bank, I still can choose to feel abundant, you Mm. know, in, in every sense of the word. You know, I've got beautiful friends. I've got a roof over my head. I've got heaps of food in the pantry. Just get out of that and and know that you can always go there. Like when, you, when you're when you out of alignment with yourself, you've just got to constantly work to get back into alignment. Like that's our job in life, I feel. You know, it doesn't matter about what that is that means to you. And everyone's got a different version of that. But that's what happiness is, is just when you feel in alignment with your values, your spirit, whatever whatever um, makes you feel centred and, and whole as a person. Um, and you get pulled out. You get pulled out of that, you know, place and that alignment or that vortex, as I like to call it, um, all the time. And it's okay also to not be there because you know where you want to be. And, um, yeah, and just knowing where you want to be and knowing that you're okay when you're not there is what makes me happy. Wow. Love that so much, <laughs> Sarah. Absolutely perfect way for us to kick off this new podcast. <laughs> Thank you, beautiful. You're so welcome. So, everyone, you can have a look at Sarah's amazing creativity at work with her beautiful creations at The Fifth Element, but also her new book by Hay House called Spirit Animal Colouring Book. Um, Mm -hmm. It's spectacular and one of the best ways that we can find to start connecting with our creativity. Thanks, beautiful. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. I truly believe that great things happen when we come together to support and uplift each other. So to help spread the word and build the movement, I'd love it if you could pop over and leave a review. And if you have a mama friend who'd also love this insight, please share with her. Until next time, beautiful mama, Satnam.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.